Living with zest. That's how Jose Villa describes the life he and Marie are living. Jose and Marie are truly a force, individually and together. They are both former journalists who created the Hawaii Hispanic newspaper. They both had separate grant writing careers. She's a former journalism professor. He was a sergeant in the Air Force. And now together, they are the people behind Via Business Consulting. Marie was born in Mexico, moved to the U.S. as a child, and never finished high school. She worked as a maid at a hotel where her employer learned she was bilingual and taught her bookkeeping and accounting. Remember I said earlier that she was also a journalism professor. In fact, she was a professor at both St. John Fisher College and Hawaii Pacific University. All of this happened after she decided to go to college at 38 years old. Jose, who many also called Papi, was born in mainland United States to a Puerto Rican family and grew up in Spanish Harlem. Interestingly, they both ended up in Hawaii. He's been there for 37 years and she's lived in Hawaii for 35 years. That's where they met, became friends, and got married, and of course launched Via Business Consulting, where they serve nonprofits by providing grant writing services, which has resulted in $15 million in grants in just the last two years, and serving businesses by writing business plans, over 150 by the way, um, and helping them achieve minority business certification. They are truly a force in their communities. Both have served as president of the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce in Hawaii, and both have received numerous awards and recognition. Check out this episode of the Age Has No Limit podcast to hear about this amazing couple, Jose and Marie Villa of Oahu, Hawaii. You learn about their travel adventures in Japan where they rode on Air Force cargo planes to two cities, their stay in the Ice Hotel in Quebec, Canada, and most recently in Alaska where they stayed in an Hawaii-inspired cabin, went dog sledding two times, and a few other stories you'll definitely enjoy. You'll also learn how they met, the amazing impact they've had as business consultants and successful grant writers, and how they love serving as an example for their family and friends. They truly embody the no limit life. Continue listening to the podcast. You'll smile, laugh, and you will definitely be inspired by their lives. It's the Age Has No Limit podcast. We're here to show and prove that your age shouldn't prevent you from designing and living the life you want. I'm your host, Patrice Davis. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Age Has No Limit podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I am here with Jose and Marie Villa of Villa Business Consulting. And I'm so excited that they have decided to join us and tell us a little bit about themselves, about their companies, and how they are living an age has no limit life or age has no limit lives. Um, so we'll start with you, Marie. Um, please tell me, um, you know, one of the things that I've learned about the two of you is that you are both different in, in several ways, right? So you're both from different, um, you have both have different backgrounds. Um, but you still are able to let your professional and personal lives work really well for you. Tell us a little bit about where you're from and how you think that adds to how you're able to make your professional and personal lives mesh really well. Oh, thank you for having us, first of all. Uh, well, uh, I was born in Mexico, came to the United States when we were five, mm -hmm. and grew up in Los Angeles. I moved uh, to Hawaii almost 35 years ago, 
And I'll tell you that how we've been able to work with each other is really is because we were friends before we got married mm. or started dating. Mm -hmm. And we used to work together and as friends. Mm -hmm. uh, and through the years, we've had many businesses together. And, and, and I should say it's the same business uh, throughout the, it's always been writing, mm -hmm. right? Uh, so we've been able to together work out our professionalism and we know where our professional starts and where our personal mm. begins and vice versa. Uh, when, you know, we're downstairs, you know, as husband and wife, we're downstairs or having dinner or, you know, watching the news or whatever. But when we're upstairs and we have to know that, hey, we have to keep it professional, working, this is what we do. And, and it's it's been easy, honestly, because mm -hmm. we've been working together 27 years. Wow. Wow. And so you're from Mexico and Jose, um, I see, I know you go by Poppy, but we're going to go ahead and call you Jose. Um, you are from, tell us a little bit about your background. Well, my, my, my parents are from Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I was the first one in the family to be born on the, on the, in the mainland. Mm -hmm. And I was born in Spanish Harlem, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> back in the hood, mm -hmm. 116th and Park Avenue, mm -hmm. uh, which then it used to be a Puerto Rican neighborhood. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just, just about everybody in the community, uh, you know, you, you know, they, they, the Latinos, the Jewish, the, the, the African-Americans, just about everybody spoke some, some Spanish, mm -hmm. you know, but it, it was a Puerto Rican neighborhood. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I went to high school there in the, the city uh, and then uh, my family moved up to the South Bronx. So I spent my, my teen years in the South Bronx. I joined the Air Force at 17 mm. and uh, spent 23 years in the Air Force. Uh, and that allowed me to you know, travel around the world and, and go to many places that I had read about when I was a, when I was a kid in Spanish Harlem. You know? mm -hmm. uh, and then I've been in Hawaii since 1986. Wow. So about uh, 37 years. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. I wish I was in Hawaii for that long. <laughs> about that. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate that, that information, you know, just to help us understand a little bit about your backgrounds. And one of the things I realized is, you know, we really want people to know exactly what you do. So via business consulting, you all uh, met as friends. Um, you all worked in writing. You had different, you know, writing careers. Uh, I believe you were both journalists. And at some point you all became a couple. And then of course, it eventually started via business consulting. Please tell us, and let's make sure that that's, this is part of the early part of our discussion, what you do at, via business consulting. Um, I am the CEO of via business consulting. Uh, we have two parts to our business. I'm going to talk about one part and I'm going to let him talk about the other part. Mm -hmm. The first part is uh, we help small businesses with their certifications, their women-owned small business certification, their WBE, Women Business Enterprise, their veteran-owned small business, mm -hmm. their veteran business enterprise, mm -hmm. the minority. So we help minority women and veterans mm -hmm. get their certification so they can go after uh, government, federal government, and corporate contracts that are set aside for those people that, or those businesses that have the certification. Mm -hmm. We help with the SAM registration, mm -hmm. and um, we help them. Uh, we we guide them through 
you know, their capability statement. Um, we guide them through how to go about getting those contracts. Mm -hmm. Great, great. And um, so that's the abyss. And then, of course, your role, um, uh, if you could tell us a little bit about your role, Jose, that would be really, you know, fantastic. Okay. And I, I would just add that on our on our small business side, we've also done 150 business plans. Yeah. Wow. So if, if you can think of an industry, we've, we've probably written a, a business plan for it. Yeah. And matter wow. of fact, we're writing a couple of business plans right now. Wow. Uh, mm -hmm. and, then that, and I think it's also important to note that um, VIA Business Consulting is actually a mom and pop business. Mm -hmm. it's, we're actually mommy and poppy. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love that. I love that. You know, it's, it's just us. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, uh, as, as, as Marty mentioned, or uh, you mentioned, we, we were both former journalists. Mm -hmm. uh, we published a newspaper for nine years here mm -hmm. called the Hawaii Hispanic News. And mm -hmm. uh, so we're both publishers and editors. So we were already writing. And when, for the, the, the time that we've been together, we're doing a lot of side hustles. You know, mm -hmm. we're doing the, the, the uh, certifications, we're doing grant writing, we're, we're doing business plans, you know, and, and uh, then back in 2016 is where we, we just kind of brought them all together and started mm -hmm. our company. But, mm -hmm. but back to your point, on our nonprofit side, we do we we create nonprofits. We do the five hundred one c three applications. Uh, we do grant readiness, so their organizations uh, can get ready to get grants. Mm -hmm. We we then do grant writing. Uh, this this past November twenty second, we we submitted nine two hundred thousand dollar proposals for our clients. Mm -hmm. yeah, that was nine different proposals. Uh, right now, we're doing a five hundred thousand, a two hundred thousand, a twenty k. Mm -hmm. that are due uh, on January 8th. Um, and then the, the the state GIA, the state grant and aid just came out this morning. Mm -hmm. That's due January 19th. So we, we you know, we, we, we keep our hands in a lot of different pots. Mm -hmm. uh, we also do grant management on, on for the, the grants that we do like the post-award grant management mm -hmm. for our clients that they, they get awarded. Mm -hmm. uh, we do the SAM registration for those mm -hmm. nonprofits that want to go after federal grants. Mm -hmm. uh, we do technical assistance to teach nonprofits how to how to be nonprofits and have a solid foundation when they start. Because we find so many people that have a good heart, have a passion, have it, they're in the best situation in their communities to make a difference. Mm -hmm. They start a nonprofit, but they, they don't know anything about the nonprofit world. Yeah. And unfortunately, in, in our minority communities that we deal with, you know, our Latino community, our black community, our native Hawaiian communities, mm -hmm. Our, our folks have, they have the talent and the passion, yeah. but they don't have the the knowledge of how mm -hmm. the system works. Yeah. So the, the people that are in the best uh, position to make a difference get stymied or they their product is mediocre at best or, or eventually they, they just burn out because, you know, and so what Marty and I try to do is be advocates for them. Mm -hmm. and, and and teach them how the system works, yes. you know, so that they can be successful, whether it's a nonprofit or a for-profit, we, we are the, the the advocates. And that's something that we, did, we, we, we love doing. Yeah, yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up. And I didn't plan on us talking about this, but I do think this is something that's really good to explore because there may be small business owners or persons who um, are executive directors of a of an emerging nonprofit or who want to start a nonprofit. And I think this is an important part of the discussion. I uh, myself, of course, uh, uh, have worked with a lot of organizations or are familiar with a lot of organizations, as you said, they have their heart is in the right place. They really are driven to 
do what it is that they have said that they want to do either with their business or with their nonprofit. But as you said, there's, you know, they may not have that knowledge of the system. So I'm really, really glad that you all exist to be able to provide that service and help them understand, you know, what needs to be put in place in order to even apply for a grant. Um, are you ready to apply for a grant? And now that you have the grant, you know, you are there to help them with their post award management. So you guys are really, really a great resource um, for your community. Now, um, you, one of the things that I also found really interesting, and you both have very, very diverse um, career backgrounds. Um, I know that Jose, you were also an executive director at a nonprofit. So you really understand how nonprofits work and operate. And I know that Marie, you are, a, is it a CPA or an accountant? I know you have a financial background. So you all are able to take this knowledge and really, really help communities. Can you tell us a little bit about your role, Marie, um, as a finance, you know, with your finance background and how that was a part of your early career. And of course, Jose, we can share more about your um, experience with nonprofits and you know, would love to hear that. Well, Patrice, I'll give you a little bit of background. I never went to high school. Mm -hmm. I had children, very young age, mm -hmm. and I started working. My first job was at a hotel as a maid. And when I they found out I was bilingual, mm -hmm. they started teaching me how to do accounting before computers came along. Mm, wow. And so I learned how to do all everything accounting. Mm -hmm. before computers so when computers came along it was very easy for me mm -hmm. and so I just became a kind of a full charge bookkeeper accountant person mm -hmm. and then when I was 38 I went to college and now I have four degrees mm -hmm. one of them is in business management mm -hmm. I didn't need it but I wanted it because um, I wanted to uh, have the degree behind mm -hmm. uh, what we do Mm -hmm. And so, um, but all, almost all my degrees are in journalism. Mm -hmm. And so I went from an accounting person to journalist, to journalism professor eventually for eight years. Mm -hmm. And then we took all of that and, and are able to use it for our business now. Mm -hmm. I handle the accounting portion of the grants. Mm -hmm. Uh, when somebody's going, okay, let's do your budget for this grant. What, you know, five hundred thousand. What are we going to use it for? I'm the person that goes, yeah, that's not realistic. They're not going to give you money for that. Let's mm -hmm. use it somewhere else. You know, mm -hmm. so it allows me to be able to uh, give advice to our clients so that they make a uh, how to put it, a a good solid uh, budget for their grants. Mm -hmm so that they can get funded. Yeah. In the last um, couple of years, uh, we've been able to secure, you know, a little over 15 million for, um, in government grants for our nonprofits, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. our clients. Mm -hmm. And um, we've done it by being able to use our strength. Mm -hmm. um, I do that portion, the budget narrative. Mm -hmm. I grab all the paperwork they need. I make sure they have everything. And then I pass it to my other half mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where without him, you know, we wouldn't be anywhere because he's the writer. Mm -hmm. Papi. <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Thanks. So, mm -hmm. and what, what, what happens uh, again, uh, I, I, there's a story that for the money should tell is how, why she wanted to become a journalist. Mm -hmm. uh, we were, we were already doing the newspaper. Mm -hmm. But she had a 
an event happened in Atlanta mm-hmm. <laughs> that I, I think is, is a good story for her to tell. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, yes. The reason I went to college at all, mm-hmm. but it was a week after 9-11 mm-hmm. and we went to Atlanta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. And we passed by this building that said CMN. Mm-hmm. I said, ooh, what does somebody have to do to work there? Yeah. So we go walk in there and they find out that we're from Hawaii. Mm-hmm. So they put us on the news. <laughs> <laughs> they actually interviewed us on the news. So when we got back, people were like, oh my God, I saw you guys on CNN, <laughs> right? Because they wanted to compare Pearl Harbor to what happened in 9-11. And of course there was no comparison, but, but that is what made me want to go to college. And here I am. Yeah, wow. That is so, an interesting story. Go right so ahead. For someone who, who did not go to high school, yes, to have become a college professor. Yes. You know, uh, uh CNN was 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 pivotal and we we were just in Atlanta last October mm-hmm. and one of the things we did is we went back to the CNN building. CNN, yep. <laughs> That is fantastic. I, you know, of course, so for those of you who are listening, um, um, we have partnered and, you know, Jose and I have worked together on projects before. Um, and, you know, of course, I've always worked with, uh, we, you know, we've worked with Muddy in, in, in some cases as well on those same projects. Um, and I never knew any of that. And of course I probably wouldn't, but that is an amazing story. Um, you didn't go to high school. Um, they happened to learn you were bilingual, bilingual. They gave you the opportunity to learn account you and bookkeeping and all the related activities and then you use that and you know before you knew it you ended up going you went to cnn and that's when you decided to go to and get your first degree is is that correct yep yep, wow. yep. and then and then my, my, my i was about to graduate mm-hmm. and i um you know i kept a 4.0 i mean i was really serious because mm-hmm. thought me was like that's all you're gonna do is go to college yes <laughs> but i took six classes every semester wow last semester i took eight classes yeah wow it brought my gpa down from 4.0 to 3.8 but (laughs) and i graduated with honors but then the the semester before i graduated they're like uh you gotta go get your ged you don't even you can't graduate without this wow (laughs) And, and i will tell you that i passed my ged of course but had i not gone to college there's no way i would have passed my ged yeah, yeah. You don't know what you don't know until you know it, right? Exactly. That is a fantastic but, story. But I have uh uh not only did I have you know a wonderful family that backed me up, but my husband who who said, Okay, you go do yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. And and then all my other degrees I got them while I was working full time yeah. online and mm-hmm. Well, you know, they say that, you know, students, especially students, those of us uh, who are a little seasoned, have some work experience, have some life experience. When we're in college, you know, we're so much more focused. I, I'm not, I can't cite a study, um, but I do know that after I had my son, um, you know, the first couple of years in college, you know, I, you know, I did my work, but after I had my son and had some life experience um, and had some, you know, was really, you know, much more focused on what I was trying to accomplish, you couldn't stop me. So I can, I can understand the point of view, but I don't think I ever took six classes. I don't think I ever did. So I know I didn't also take eight classes. So my hat's off to you for accomplishing all of that. Um, and now um, the two of you are the owner of um, this amazing business and uh, the impact that you all are having in the community is amazing. I, 
I think I remember um, seeing um, Jose that you guys have actually been, um, you know, you guys have won some awards and some no notoriety um, uh, for the services that you're providing. Isn't that correct? And if so, do you mind telling us some of the um, awards and some of the recognition you've um, had? Sure. And if, if if you don't mind, if I could just step back a little bit. Sure. And kind of kind of tell you how I got here. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, because I was I was a sergeant in, in the Air Force. I joined the Air Force at 17. I was a sergeant mm -hmm. in the Air Force. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'd been in seven years mm -hmm. and I would see officers that I'd say, I'm smarter than that guy. You yeah. know, if mm -hmm. he could be an officer, I can be an officer, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, I, I was going to school at night uh, while on active duty. And then the Air Force had a program where if you can complete your bachelor's degree in one year, mm. they, they would uh, relieve you of duty. Mm -hmm. You just go to school full time. Mm -hmm. And at the end of that, you go to officer training school. So I, I was accepted to Rutgers in New Jersey mm -hmm. and also Ryder, which is in, uh, just outside of Trenton. Ryder's the public school that decided to go there. Mm -hmm. But I come up with a, a program where I could pick up 51 credits mm -hmm. in 11 months, right? So the, the dean of the school interviewed me and, and said, well, I have, you know, I have some concerns about, mm -hmm. about you being here with this program. And I said, well, sir, if it's, if it's the 51 credits, I assure you I can do that. Mm -hmm. He says, uh, no, that's not uh, that's not it. Mm. Uh, we have very few black people at the school. Mm. Um, and I, I just don't know if you'd be able to adjust. Mm. Mm -hmm. I said, well, sir, um, let's see. I, I, I just spent 18 months in Pakistan riding camels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I spent two years in a immersion program for a Chinese Mandarin in Taiwan. Mm -hmm. So is your concern whether I'll be able to get along with middle-class teenagers? <laughs> is that your concern, sir? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He signed the paper <laughs> and, I, and I went to school and I did the 51 credits and became an officer. Wow. Um, yeah. But anyway, but I've been, I've, I've always enjoyed English. Mm -hmm. And when I was, I was really fat when I was a kid and wasn't able to you know, the fellows didn't accept me to, to kind of play sports. So mm -hmm. I was always reading. I was always at the library. I, I was the kid that grabbed the eight books and took them home to, to read them and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I always loved English. And and when when I ran across a word that I didn't know, I, I'd go and look it up, find out what it meant. Yeah. You know, and, and I used to use the old uh, thesauruses, you know, that yeah. were, where you you know, you'd look up with the synonyms and things. Yep, yeah, yeah, back yeah. when they were like that, right? Yeah, so yeah. I've always loved English. Mm -hmm. So when we, uh, when, Marty and I were here, and and there, there was a uh, salsa had hit the scene here pretty pretty hard in the early '90s, mm -hmm. and you know we, we'd have like maybe three or four DJs, and there was one night when you know we had three salsa dances on the same night, mm -hmm. and I said that is so dumb. If we got three DJs, we should have them spread out so mm -hmm. that we can all go to each of them because if each of the DJs is making money. Mm -hmm. they're they're going to keep having the dances yeah <laughs> so i decided to start it was just it was uh, just a one pager mm -hmm. that that I, I said i said uh this is all the hispanic community events that i know of that are happening mm -hmm. and i sent it to all the community the hispanic leaders that i knew of mm -hmm. i said if you tell me what what's happening that you know is going on i'll put it in this little newsletter it was just a mm -hmm. one one pager and mm -hmm. i'll send it around to everybody so we all know what's going on yeah you know Mm -hmm. And that evolved into a, a four-pager and, and an eight-pager newsletter, and, and eventually became actually a four-page newspaper. Wow. And 
ultimately, we, we Bonnie and I were publishing a 28-page full-color newspaper wow. Wow. called the Hawaii Hispanic News. Mm -hmm. And for a period, we, we did it uh, by bilingually. So it was mm -hmm. uh, English and Spanish. Uh, so, you know, that, so we were just writing, Madi is a whiz with the graphics and uh, the, the, the uh, uh, design of ads. Yeah. And yeah. our, she's like, she's probably the most networking person I know. Yeah, you know, yeah. She knows everybody, everybody loves her, that kind of thing. So we were doing that. And then, so when when we, 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 we took, we looked at everything that we were doing in 2016. Mm -hmm. uh, I was the grant writer for the Pearl Harbor Aviation Museum. Mari was the grant writer for the uh, Honolulu YWCA, mm -hmm. and, and we said, you know, you know, mm -hmm. why don't we, why, why don't we just do what what we do and and bring in all those side hustles, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And what as it turned out, it worked out well for us because, you know, now we work out of our home and usually a t-shirt and shorts. Yes. You know, mm -hmm. uh, I I I'm the I'm a word person, so I I, I do other narratives. Maddie's a numbers person, as she said before. So, you know, she does the, the, the budget, the budget narrative and the attachments. And she also hits the, the, the submit button. Mm -hmm. That way we control the entire process. And before we, we submit, we, we trade. Maddie yeah. uh, edits my narratives. Mm -hmm. I, I, I edit her budgets and her budget narratives. So that way, you know, we have a couple of set of eyes that, 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 that look. But so even though we're both grant writers, you know, we, we, we have our own lane that, that we pretty much stay in. You know, um, I there's so much to pick from everything that you both just shared. Um, and that's one of the reasons why, that's one of the reasons why I love um, hosting the H Has No Limit podcast. So um, Jose, um, I, I don't even know where to begin, but I do want to definitely start with what, what I think stuck out the most to me. And is that number one, you pursued 51 credits in 11, an 11 month period. So hats off to you for doing that. And that's very similar to what Marie did um, when yep. she was in school. Number two, um, you made it very, very clear that not only were you, you're, you're, you're actually more than experienced, more than prepared to take on um, the challenge that was laid out for you. Thank you. And, and you handled it in a very, you know, in a fantastic way. Um, and then from there, you know, you, you know, as you said, took something that you saw needed to happen in the Hispanic community, which was to make sure that people were very, were very aware what was happening in terms of events. And all of that, one, that one pager turned into, I think you said a 28 page newsletter. 28 page, how, yeah. how did it move from New York to Hawaii? Um, is it, I would love to learn a little bit more about that. Okay. Well, we were actually in Hawaii when we started the, uh, the, uh, oh, the, the one pager. One page. Yeah. Oh, okay. we, yeah mm -hmm. We were here mm -hmm. and then, and then when Madi joined me and mm -hmm. then together, we just we, we just kept building because, mm -hmm. you know, the funny thing was, you know, I mean, people when one day some, somebody called and she says, you know, I, I, I read this article you guys wrote mm -hmm. and I was like, you read it? <laughs> <laughs> you actually read it? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it was like, I, I don't know why it was just it just seemed like it, it was such a shock. Mm -hmm. And then that's when Madi and I realized that. We had to really be, you know, careful and be aware of, you know, like like genders and 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 ethnic groups and mm -hmm. races mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you know, in sexuality, you know, mm -hmm. you know, you know, all those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. We really had to be careful about what we wrote mm -hmm. because people were actually reading, reading it and, and, yeah. and taking action on yes. things that we were saying. Mm -hmm. uh, Madi, you want to follow up? Oh, and 
we the the fun thing was honestly about being a journalist is mm -hmm. you get invited to things that <laughs> you wouldn't you know mm -hmm. that you wouldn't do it uh i just wanted to uh, i wanted to add that you know talk about age limit mm -hmm. i just wanted to share that jose and i are 17 years apart yeah yeah mm -hmm. we're 17 years apart we we didn't care what age we were when we started what Mm -hmm. I was 38 when I started college. You know, he started the newspaper uh, at, at an older age also. And when we met, you know, we met through our Hispanic community, mm -hmm. our Chamber of Commerce. Mm -hmm. um, I was volunteering doing accounting for them. And he came in and he was doing the publicity for the Chamber of Commerce. Mm -hmm. So, and together we came together and to, I said, Hey, I want to help you. You know, I just said, I want to help you. I mean, we were friends and I, said, I want to help. And um, we didn't care what, and then when I started working at the journalism portion, I really wanted a career in that, you know, I've always wanted something like that. And so when I saw CNN and I said, Oh, this is it, this is the time for me to start. Mm -hmm. And, and it is limitless. Mm -hmm. You know, do I want to go get a PhD? I do. I'll be 60 next year. Yeah. And you know, I, I, I'd like, I'd love, I'd love to go get a PhD. Mm -hmm. Is it time right now? No, I'm really focused on our business and making it grow. Um, we actually started our business full full time in 2019 and we wanted to do it because we wanted to travel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we did, we mm -hmm. went to Japan. I went to Japan for the first time. I loved it in 2019. Mm -hmm. We went to New York City. We, we, we go to New York City almost annually. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, and so, and then 2020 happened. <laughs> we couldn't go anywhere, not even to the beaches here. Mm. Wow. Not even to the beaches in Hawaii? You yep. guys couldn't? I didn't they, know that. They, well, they I guess, yeah, because people are, that means that everybody would be there and, and would defeat the purpose of, um, yeah, definitely get that. Hmm. Because we go to the beaches as a family. Yeah, yeah. And then there's people next to us. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, the sand is available to everybody, right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, and, and one of the things that I, I'd like to cover, because, you know, Madi was a professor for, mm -hmm. for uh, you know, four years up in Rochester, New York. Mm -hmm. And it was, the, the school was 95% white. Mm -hmm. The faculty was 95% white. Wow. And Madi was one of the few non-white uh, professors. Mm -hmm. And so um, her office, she had this, this four-room office, and a lot of students would just come and hang out in her office. She, used to, she was in charge of the, the office of the school newspaper. Yes. You know, when, when she got there, they had four, she had four people on her staff. Mm. When she left, she had 40 oh, wow. students wow. On, her, on her staff. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, she, she'd get, I mean... The Latino students, the Asian students, the African American students, mm -hmm. they all come and hung out in her office. And she said, yeah. Hey, have you guys heard of Campus Center? <laughs> and they said, No, no, we we like it here. Mm -hmm. So she got them, you know, bean bags and you know, made the place really comfortable for the for the staff. But sweetie, talk about how, how you built that team. So yes, when I first got there, I uh there were like four kids there were five kids and one of them got suspended or kicked out of school like a week later mm -hmm. the editor-in-chief and i said oh what am i gonna do you know the editor -in -chief. So, okay 
Yeah. So I was like, oh, so I have four students. I recruited an editor in chief. Mm -hmm. And then I built the media. Mm -hmm. I built it so into a realistic newspaper. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Excuse me. So what I did is I got an accounting students to do the accounting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I got the marketing students to do the advertising sales. Mm -hmm. And then I got the kids that wanted to do more um, video news mm -hmm. to do that. Yeah. Social media news to do that. Mm -hmm. And then the writers, the photographers, the videographers, you know, the uh, on the scene type of and interviews. So eventually I grew it into 40 students to have an actual agency. Yeah, absolutely. And I will tell you that it was the, you know, it, I would say it was one of the best gigs I ever had. Yeah. I loved, loved being around them. They, they taught me a lot. I taught them a lot. And it's funny because in Hawaii, we have our idiosyncrasies of, you know, if there's a hole, we call it a puka. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I would come over to the newspaper and I go, hey, why is there, there's a puka, a big puka over here. Then they were like, what? Yeah, there's a big hole. Mm -hmm. And then eventually they'd come to me and go, Mari, somebody mm -hmm. left a big puka in the sports section, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Little things like that yeah. that they picked up on because I it doesn't come natural for me to say there's a hole. Yeah. I've been here so many years, you know. Mm -hmm. A hole is a puka. No yeah. matter and hence the puka shells, because mm -hmm. those shells have a puka in the middle, right? There's a little hole in the middle. Yeah. And it's like so um so they it, it's so funny and I'll tell you till this day, geez, mm -hmm. we get invited to weddings yeah. every year yeah. every year we yeah. went to a wedding in arizona mm -hmm. and, and uh, you don't know how yeah you don't know how you affect uh people and like when somebody would say oh do you know the bride or the girl i said oh we know the girl right and then like, oh how do you know greg i said oh uh, he was one of my students um what i used to be with him. oh i heard of you and <laughs> you're the one who kept him at college. You're the one who made him graduate. I said, yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. everybody we spoke to would say, oh, we've heard of you. Mm. And on his, the day before his wedding, mm -hmm. what do grooms normally do? They have a bachelor party, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he had a bachelor party at, at our room because he knocks <laughs> on the door and he goes, what are you doing here? He goes, I'm here to spend that evening with you guys. Oh, and his, wow. His best friend in college was there too, and he was my student as well. So he was already in our room having yeah. a drink with us. Yeah. And so we actually spent the evening with those two at, yeah. before his wedding. That is that is an amazing yep. story. I'm sure yep. some of their questions centered around how you all have been able to make it work. Yes, to find out how things are going with you and get some updates on you, Marie, from having worked with you, but probably, they were probably also picking your brains. I don't know, um, but I know yeah. that's what I would do. They do. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's see, what I I'd say about a hundred of her former students yeah. are still friends with her on social media. Oh, wow. They wow. still contact her for, I mean, we get wedding invitations, you know, mm -hmm. uh, birth invitations. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, the... Um, she, she's a kind of professor where those students still come to her for advice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the students have actually become friends. Yeah. 
and 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 that's kind of the point that I that I want to get to. And I I, I do want to go give one example that stood out for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Monty had a there was one student. He was a, a black guy, mm-hmm. big guy. I mean, he, he, refrigerator type, played football. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the name yeah. the name was was you know Carey, mm-hmm. and he was from Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And, and one day he came up to me. And whenever he saw me, he would he would just pick me up. How you doing, Poppy? I say, put me down. <laughs> this is embarrassing, you know. But 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 he would always do it, and I would always love it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and he said, Poppy, you know what I like about Marty? Mm-hmm. I said, No. What's what's that? He said, She taught me that I'm a good writer. Uh, Nobody yeah. ever told me. Nobody yeah. ever told me that I was a good writer. Yeah. So you know what? Now I don't just want to play football. Yeah. I want to be a sports journalist yeah. and I know that I'm good enough. Yeah. Wow. So he graduated yeah. and got a job in Buffalo as a sports journalist. I love it. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, she was that kind of, of professor yeah. that um, just inspired and continues to inspire. And, and I, I just want to give her a little shout out because she, you know, you. she is special. Yeah. And, yeah. and ironically, Kyrie, mm-hmm now has my job at the university oh. as the media advisor. <laughs> oh, wow, I love it. Isn't that, you know, what is that, full circle? Yes. That is amazing. Yes. Um, yes. Now I see a little bit more, Jose, because, on you know, Jose and I are um, on Facebook, and so, you know, he shares some of his life, and, you know, he's always sharing a, a little peek into his family life. And, you know, of course I'm learning about Marish through his post. So I now understand just how much, um, you know, how much you've not just impacted him and your relationship, but so many other people. And that that's, um, yeah, you know, it, it's kind of interesting. It's the name of this podcast is Age Has No Limit. I think that you both individually have made such an impact um, on the people in your in your in your life and, uh, and certainly in your communities, um, I had no idea that that newspaper started from a one pager all the way up to now twenty. Well, I'm not sure if it's still in circulation. Uh, no, no, it's pages. not now. So yeah. here's my here's my question because I want to make sure that um, the audience understands because I also want to understand the timeline. So you all lived your lives separately. It sounds like um, um, at some point, of course, you started your your your. You you were from New York, Poppy, um, Jose, yeah. <laughs> Marie. Um, you came to the states when you were five. I don't recall what state you said you were, were from. L.A. What, L.A. Okay. At what point did you all meet in Hawaii? Like uh, I think Jose, I remember you said that you were stationed in Hawaii at some point. Is that correct? And that's how. Yes, you- I, yeah, I, I, I had already retired, and so in, uh-huh. in nineteen in nineteen ninety seven, I had I had met Marie in through. She said like the Hispanic Chamber. In mm-hmm. 1997, there was a restaurant here called Compadres. It was a Mexican yes. restaurant, mm-hmm. and and there uh, they they used to have an annual chili cook-off. Yeah. And and in 1997, it was September 14th. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they uh, they called us. And they picked some people to be judges for this chili contest. Mm-hmm. So we were at the restaurant Sunday morning, mm-hmm. and the, the judges. And then we got this briefing from the owner. He says, "Okay, you see all these staff members here today. They are your slaves." Mm-hmm. Every time you raise your hand, mm-hmm. they will bring you a margarita. <laughs> <laughs> and we said, "Oh, we love this job, right?" <laughs> so anyway, mm-hmm. so anyway, we went. Uh, I was in the, the the we were at the contest, and now we were judging. And, mm-hmm. and someone tapped me on the shoulder, and I turned around, and uh, the sun was behind me, mm-hmm. and I saw the most beautiful eyes that I had ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and those eyes belonged to Marty. 
Yeah. And I said, oh my God. And we were, we were at it. That was it from, from that day on September 14th, 1997. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we became a, a couple that day. Mm-hmm. And to, to my credit, mm-hmm. I still have the apron that they gave me. And I also kept the girl. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> kept the apron and kept the girl. And kept the girl. I love it. I love it. I love it. Now, um, Patrice, uh, I just want to say, Patrice, yeah, you can't yeah. see it and you can never see it through Zoom, but my yeah. eyes are actually hazel. They're <laughs> like hazel greens, hazel brown, depending on what I'm wearing. Yeah. But they're very hazel, mm-hmm. especially in the sun. You can see it, but it, they never, and Zoom, it always looks dark. So it's like, you yeah. can't tell. But and then the other thing, why. going back to your to your age difference, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when, when we first got together in 1997, mm-hmm. you know, Madi was was a, a, a single mom of, of, of four kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she was used to being in charge. Yeah. <laughs> and I was an Air Force officer. So I was used to being in charge. You yes. know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah. So I always remember we would go like to a restaurant and mm-hmm. I'd open the door mm-hmm. and she would just stand there. And I'm <laughs> hello, you know, <laughs> you know, because she wasn't used to having someone open the door for her. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. so we had those 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 little quirks that that, that we just kind of have to we had to go through. And then we're 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 both native Spanish speakers. Yeah. Right. But I'm Puerto Rican and she's Mexican. Yeah. So some of the words are different. So uh-huh. so one day she she said, Sweetie, uh, did you want me to make you some coffee? Mm-hmm. And then I said, no, ahorita, later. Yeah. And then, you know, like five minutes I'm later, thinking, she gave me a cup no. of coffee. And I think, <laughs> I think, call rude, ahorita. All right, I'll yeah. get it now, right? Yeah. So, so she brings me a cup right of coffee. this minute. Ah. I said, what are you doing? And she, I said, she says, I brought you a cup of coffee. I said, no, I said later. No, you said right now. And I thought you were really rude when you said that. But ahorita means later. She said, no, it doesn't. Ahorita means right now. So we were kind of had to deal with some of those issues as well mm-hmm. uh, because wow. of our because of our, our Spanish. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. But again, 17 years difference. Um, we're we're essentially almost we're, we're different generations. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, I, I'm at the beginning of the baby boomers. Yeah. Yeah. And she's at the end. So we're we're like the, the bookends yeah. of, of, of the, the baby. Um, yeah. And and some of our friends that we knew when we first got together, they, they told us, you know, recently that they actually bet money that we wouldn't last wow. because we were so different. <laughs> you know, and and, and, and not, now we're saying, God, I wish we would have taken some of those bets. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would have totally. <laughs> <laughs> that is here we yeah. are 27 years later years later wow wow 27 oh, years yeah 27. we have 16 grandchildren and eight great-grandchildren wow 16 grand gra- wow 16 grandchildren and eight great-grandchildren wow fantastic and the eight great-grandchildren are only from three of the 16 grandchildren oh wow wow, yeah. wow. so we should be expecting a whole bunch of grandchildren not anytime <laughs> soon though <laughs> <laughs> So um, those are all fantastic stories. Again, individually, you guys have accomplished so much. Now to bring all of that energy together um, and all that expertise and all of that knowledge into via business consulting. And as you said, you know, I think you said $15 million in grant. In the, the last two years. 
Yes, in the last two years, just in the last two years, $50 million in grant funding, you know, numerous uh, probably contracts from the companies that you helped get their, you know, women-owned small business, DBE, and some of the other, um, you know, um, I forgot what the term is, certification. Yeah, and then helping them build their capability statements. All of these things are hard services to find. So, you know, I'm sure the community is very, very glad that you're there and able to provide those services for them. Now, are there two, you know, one to two clients experiences that you found the most, I won't say the most rewarding, but really helped you understand the impact of what you're doing? Yeah. I can do one. I, I was the executive director of Habitat for Humanity, mm -hmm. here, mm -hmm. Honolulu Habitat for Humanity for three and mm -hmm. a half years. Mm -hmm. And and one of the things that I, uh, that I, I, I did, I, I went to bid on a, on a 45 home subdivision. Mm, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so I, when I went to the orientation meeting and, you know, the other construction people that, that I knew, they said, Jose, what, what are you doing here? Mm -hmm. uh, I'm here for the orientation for that 45 home build. Mm -hmm. And they said, I mean, how was your build last year? <laughs> Three. Mm -hmm. How many are you building this year? Three. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you think you can do 45 next year? Mm -hmm. I said, yeah. Mm -hmm. And they all started laughing. Yeah. Wow. You know, and, and, and I said, well, I said, you can laugh if you want to, mm -hmm. but the fact that I built three houses last year yeah. only means that I built three houses last year. Yeah. Not yeah. an indication of ability or potential or anything, mm -hmm. but I got the last laugh because I got the contract for the 45 homes. I love it. Because my nonprofit Habitat for Humanity, I yeah. partnered with a for-profit mm -hmm. that had the experience of building the 45 homes. Yes. And together, we got the contract to build the 45 homes. Yeah. For one reason, primarily, I had all the labor in the world. Yeah, yeah. You know, I have Navy captains, aircraft carrier captains calling me and saying, Jose, I got 5,000 sailors. Yeah. You got anything for them to do? Yeah. the community? That's, that's, your, right? that's your volunteer. That's your pool of volunteers. Oh, my God. I got the labor in the world. Yes, and with, yeah. with the experience from our from our partner. Yeah. Oh, uh, that one. And we, we've got several more that we could tell you. But, mm -hmm. but Marty, how about the uh, YWCA, the Ewok? Mm -hmm. Yes. So I was the front runner at the YWCA. And then um, they have a program, you know, for to help this, somebody open up a business and everything like that. And the more I worked with them, that's when we decided to go full time. And so I left. And uh, the Council for Native Hawaiian Advancement was our client at the time, mm -hmm. and there was a grant out there mm -hmm. to help women get certified and, and you know, help women in their business mm -hmm. of color. I should say it was women of color. Mm -hmm. So it was Ewok. It was, what is it, Enterprise? Enterprising women, women of Color. Women of Color, yeah. Mm -hmm. And that was Ewok. Mm -hmm. And anyway, so I took it to them because they're our client. And mm -hmm. I said, okay, and, and, you know, they were like, no, we're not interested. Mm. And I said, um, okay. I said, well, I'm going to take it to YWCA, but you have to support them as well. And mm -hmm. they're like, okay, because because I've used both of them to support each other on grants. Mm -hmm. And so uh, if, I if, I may, them, if I may, uh, the Minority Business Development Agency mm -hmm. is offering three $1 million grants mm -hmm. in the nation to help mm -hmm. women of color grow the capacity of their business. Mm -hmm. So only so three. Mm -hmm. So when I took it to them, they're like, there's only three. I said, mm -hmm. but Hawaii is a minority state. Yeah. You know, the minority is the majority, they said. Yeah. 
yeah. right? Mm -hmm. 75% of the people in Hawaii are minorities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I said, there's, so they said yes. Mm -hmm. And then we said, okay, this is, we helped them write it, mm -hmm. or, you know, and then they hired us to teach the classes on certifications. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you, when we first started in 2019, there were 14 women-owned businesses in Hawaii. That was wow. it. Wow. 14. Across, out of across 44, all the islands. Across all the yes. islands? The state. Oh, wow. Yes. State. Across the state. In, 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 yeah, yes. The, in the state. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the entire state. Out wow. of 44,000 plus women-owned businesses, only 14 were. Okay, got it. And I will tell you, at the at this point right now, mm -hmm. there's over 40 that have been certified now. Wow. Wow. And I'm working with more of them right now to get them, help them get certified. Good. Excellent. And what happened with the, the Minority Business Development Agency, mm -hmm. where there's, they were giving out three grants. Yeah. But, you know, like Marty said, the, the first client said, no, it's only three opportunities. Mm -hmm. She took it to the YWCA and they said, wow, three chances to get a million. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. So we, we, we wrote the, the curriculum. And then the, the MBDA actually gave out five one million dollar contract or oh, grants, and yeah. the YWCA got one of them. Yeah, yeah. You know, because they they believed, mm -hmm. right? And they got extended another year, another year mm -hmm. for five hundred thousand. Wow. Yeah. So 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 they wound up getting one point five million mm -hmm. because they believed, while mm -hmm. the other client that was just as as qualified said, uh, you know. Yeah. So again, you know, I think about us being advocates. Mm -hmm you know, and, and, and just try to convince people. And one of the things that, that we see all the time, whether it's on the nonprofit or for-profit side, mm -hmm. our ethnic entities, we don't know how good we are. Yeah. Huh. We yeah. don't know how good we are. Yeah. And what, 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 and, what, what body, now the $50 million that we brought in, including that 1.5 million for the YWCA, yeah. you know, we, we told people that they were good enough to get these grants. Absolutely. And yeah. convince them. And mm -hmm. the, the result is we brought in 15 million yeah. for uh, in, in government grants, federal, state, and, and city yeah. for Hawaii nonprofits because mm -hmm. we believe that we convinced them that they had a shot. Ah, wow, wow, wow. One of the things Patrice uh, wanted to share also with that is when we did the classes with the YWCA, mm -hmm. we opened it up to everybody on the mainland, mm -hmm. Alaska, mm -hmm. Guam, mm -hmm. American Samoa, Mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. those classes were on zoom and we had people from all over our country mm -hmm. on those classes yeah wow you know they one of the, the funny thing is our classes were uh, started at 11 p.m to, to, to 1 a.m east coast time oh wow yeah and we had students from florida from georgia from new york yeah. where the class starts at 11 michigan <laughs> everywhere yeah, it was crazy, but yeah. it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, wow, that is amazing. One of the things that I'm I'm learning from you is that again, you both had very interesting careers. Um, of course, Mari, you as a professor, and some of the of the other roles that you've had, and of course, um, you know, your I would say multifaceted career as well. Jose, how would you say that being an entrepreneur has and has enriched your life? You know, what are some of the things that you can say? Uh, you know, you can definitely point to entrepreneurship being that that spark. I'd say that we've had some other businesses that, you know, we we didn't 
I, it's not that it didn't succeed that we just said, oh, okay, we're just going to go get regular jobs. Mm -hmm. But this has really gotten us to the point where we're like, we're never going to work for anybody again. <laughs> this is exactly where we are, where we're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Because entrepreneurship gives you the opportunity to make or break your life, honestly. Yeah. Yes. And and so and when we when we first started full time, and we both quit our jobs at the same time. Mm -hmm. And we I was like, what? What are we thinking? You know? Yeah. Like what? I'm like grabbing him by the throat. What are we thinking? And then he says, You gotta have faith in us. Mm. And I did. Mm -hmm. And my first client on March 1st was a woman that was very well known here in Hawaii. Unfortunately, she passed away mm -hmm. uh, this year. Mm -hmm. And um, but she was my very first client. And everybody knows everybody knew this. Woman. And mm -hmm. I say, you know, I say everybody. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the business entrepreneurs in town here on Oahu and probably the neighbor islands knew who she was. Hmm. very well known and when she called me she goes hey the government's telling me i have to get certified she goes is that what you do i said yeah, that's what i do mm -hmm. come to my office let's make an appointment let's do it and right there she signed the check here she hmm. said take hmm. care of it and and that's when i said we're doing good things for people yes and as an entrepreneur we can have a job selling retail we can have other services mm -hmm. but i think what we do in comparison really to what we get paid mm -hmm. in comparison to what we bring them is so much different. Yeah. And we help businesses grow, whether you're yeah. a nonprofit or a for-profit. Yeah. Yeah. We're doing it so that you can grow. Mm -hmm. Like I said, Council of Native Hawaiian Advancement for the clients, they they have seven employees. By the yeah. time we told them that they need their own grant writer, it's because yeah. they had 40. Now yeah. they have 70. I mean yeah. the whole idea is so Yes, we would love to be your grant writers until you really need an in-house person. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And we have some very large clients mm -hmm. too that we write grants one or two here for them that they're like, hey, let's outsource it to the media, right? Mm -hmm. But we're helping people. And as an entrepreneur, I will tell you that that's the most satisfying when they get the grant. We're like so happy. I mean, mm -hmm. none of that money comes to us, but we're just happy that we finally yeah. got them or something. Right. Yeah. 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 So, hmm. Jose, any any anything to add to that? Well, I I think what I what I enjoy is uh, the freedom. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I'm able to work when I want to work mm -hmm. during like what's what's the best time for me to work. Mm -hmm. I like to get up at four thirty in the morning. Mm -hmm. My 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 mind is really sharp, and that's like my my most creative time. Mm -hmm. You know, so I can I can work there. Uh, I can take a break anytime I want during the afternoon. I can continue the rest of the day. And sometimes I go right into the evening. Mm -hmm. You know, I have the freedom to, to do that. Um, we also work Saturdays, Sundays, whatever, whatever our clients need. Like we're, we're going to be working right through this weekend, you know, because yeah. they're grants yeah. that we're doing. Um, but but it's uh, I, I think it, it also satisfies kind of like a creative side of me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I have my undergraduates in marketing. Mm -hmm. I love to sell, you yeah. know, and, and Madi, it was, is also, like I said, she's the best networker that I, that I know. I, and mm -hmm. I mean that in all, all honesty. Mm -hmm. uh, and we, we can bring that kind of like that business sales, marketing and promotional uh, 
experience the nonprofits. Yeah, yeah. You know, and help them uh, help them see what they're doing in a different way. Mm-hmm. For example, when I was working at the Aviation Museum, they focus on aviation-related STEM. Yeah, yeah. You know, so anything to do with, with aviation and, and, mm-hmm. and aerodynamics. Mm-hmm. But we also have a client that are the outrigger canoe folks mm-hmm. that essentially, when, when we looked at what they do, mm-hmm. they're, they're teaching kids uh, ocean-related STEM. Yeah. They teach yeah. them how to build a canoe. Mm-hmm. That involves math. Mm-hmm. It involves science. Mm-hmm. It, it involves engineering. Yeah. It involves STEM. Mm-hmm. And like the ancient Hawaiians, they used to navigate, use celestial navigation. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, yeah. so we can bring our perspective of having worked with so many different nonprofits and then look at a project and say, you know, you guys should consider doing this yeah. or looking yeah. at it this way. And, and that, because we're both very, I guess, creative in that way. Mm-hmm. And, and we can bring that creativity to help folks. And then, you know, so now you're saying, Guys, you are good enough to do this. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and in our in our small business certifications on here on Oahu, there are three Whole Food stores, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. large Whole Food stores. Mm-hmm. The cleaning contract for those three stores is several million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. So to clean those stores every day is seven million dollars, mm-hmm. and yet the contract is held by a woman in Phoenix, mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. because she's a woman-owned janitorial, she's certified as a janitorial company. Yeah, yeah. We got companies here business. That, yeah. that, that, that can clean those stores. Yeah, yeah. But they're not certified. Mm-hmm. And they're good enough. to. But So that's that's where our advocacy is. It's not only saying, you are good enough. Let's go do this. Let's get those contracts that are here in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. yeah? yeah. And at the same time, looking at a, a nonprofit or a for-profit and saying, you know, you guys should consider doing this. Mm-hmm. to help you grow or to help you, you know, achieve your, your mission. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's why I think you're, go ahead. I was just saying that that's why we're business consultants because mm-hmm. that's why we called ourselves business consulting because yeah. all facets of businesses, when mm-hmm. somebody wants to create a business or, you know, wants to do all the paperwork, they come to us for that. Mm-hmm. But what I wanted to add about the freedom of entrepreneurship is we're caregivers to my sister who's autistic. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she has doctor's appointments. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So it gives me the freedom to take some time off and, you know, do our grocery shopping during the day when it's not busy. Take yeah. it to the doctors. You know, mm-hmm. Go do, do this during the day. Mm-hmm. That, you know, uh, I'm not going to lie. Go get my nails done, you know, in the mm-hmm. early morning so that yeah. I don't have to waste the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. But these are the kind of things that we um, allow us to do as entrepreneurs. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and the, the other thing that I like, mm-hmm. I, I was I was in a situation where uh, my executive director called me in one day and said, wanted me to know how disappointed she was that mm-hmm. I hadn't got a $5,000 grant. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And she wanted me to know how disappointed she was. Mm, mm-hmm. So two weeks later, her secretary calls me and she says, Jose, do you, do you want a copy of the grant letter? Mm-hmm. I said, what, what grant letter? And she said, for the $300,000 grant that you got. <laughs> I love it. Mm. You, know? Mm-hmm. you know, that's when, that's when you, you know and you say, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and, and as an employer, you're, you're kind of stuck with situations like that. And, you know, 
Um, you know, and then so, sometimes you, you wake, wake up in the morning, look in the mirror and you just say, you know, you just kind of dread going in to work, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, and, and yet now as entrepreneurs, you know, if, if our business does really well on something, mm -hmm. it was us. Yeah. <laughs> if we do, if we do really bad on something, which occurs very rarely, mm -hmm. it was us, you know? So, you know, it's, it's all us good or bad. It's us. And we've been incredibly fortunate. I know, you know, the, the first year when, when we started our company, by the end of the year, we had matched both of our previous salaries working at home in shorts and t-shirts, you know, then the next year in 2020, we actually doubled our revenue in 2020, you know, cause people got real selective about where they were, they were going to spend like their nonprofit dollars, you know, and, be, and, and but there was a lot of grants because Marty and I have been here so long. So many people know us. And we're, we were both presidents of our Hispanic Chambers of Commerce. So, you know, we do a lot of networking with the, the other chambers. Uh, we have exhibitors booths. We, we do a lot of networking and, and it, it pays off for us because a lot of people get to know, get to see what we do. And, and, uh, and I mean, like I said, Mari, uh, Mari spends a lot of her time networking and it pays off for us. So I remember that you shared with me that one of the reasons that you started the business was because you wanted to travel. And I remember you said that you've been able to go to Japan. I know about some of the trips, you know, the recent trip to Atlanta um, to revisit the CNN Center. And of course, trips to, you know, some of your former students' weddings. Um, any other places that you've been since you started the business that are real standouts for you? And I'll Alaska. Start Alaska. Alaska. Yeah. This yeah. year, we went to Alaska. Mm -hmm. Like, so I love the snow mm -hmm. and we were leaving Rochester. So what would happen is I'd work in Rochester for uh, the school year and then we'd come home during the summer. Mm -hmm. So uh, in 2016, that's when we came back and said, hey, we're going to come back full time. And I said, OK, but you got to promise me that you'll take me to the cold once a, once a year, right? Annually. And so we normally go to New York City for our anniversary, which is in December, which is beautiful because New York City in Christmas time is the best, mm -hmm. right? It just has so many. We've seen the Rockettes, uh, you know, we've seen it. And so last year was the first year in a long time that we didn't go. Mm -hmm. And so what we did is we planned a trip to Alaska. Mm -hmm. So we went to Alaska for 10 days and we stayed at this little cabin that was owned by a guy here in Hawaii that was actually Hawaiian theme, <laughs> old thing. And he even had macadamia chocolate nuts for us there. And this big old surfboard in front and everything when you come in and, um, and it was, it's called Hale Kolea. And I, I want to say the reason why, because Hale means home. Mm. And Kolea is the the bird mm -hmm. that travels back and forth to Alaska and Hawaii. Ah. They only go back to Hawaii and 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 they go back and forth. Hmm. Interesting. So uh, so we stayed there and we went dog sledding, <laughs> not once but twice. <laughs> we went snowmobiling for hours. It seemed like thirty uh, miles. And then and then we just got to relax, work, because we work no matter where we go. Mm -hmm. 
um, I remember we went to Japan, it rained for two days. So we stayed in for two days, just worked the whole time. And we did the same, it snowed for three days. We just stayed in and, you know, cozied up, got some time to read a book mm. because we both like to read, right? Read a book, but for the most part, we both worked. Mm. And that was to me, one of the best trips that really, we go, we loved it so much, we're going back in February. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool, cool. How about for you, is, is Alaska your favorite trip as well? Oh yeah, I, I would I would say, I would say yes. Uh, it was, you know, because there were so many experiences, so many things that we'd never seen mm -hmm. uh, that that we we got the experience. One of the things that I didn't realize is when we like when we went on a as a thirty mile um, tandem snowmobile mm -hmm. uh, was that uh, in Alaska they uh, they use the rivers mm -hmm. they when they they freeze over and then they use them for transporting goods mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. snowmobiles. Mm -hmm. Like even construction materials. Wow. So so you see a snowmobile that has like several carts behind it and yeah. they'll be trans and, and transporting it. Mm -hmm. And then in the summertime, they use boats the same way. Wow. wow. So the, the the rivers are like are like they're highways. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I that, I, I had just never seen that. I had I'd never thought of, of something like that being and, and then and the and the rivers, there, there's actually there, there's a, there's a, you know, like one lane going north and one lane going south, mm -hmm. and 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 people stick to that. And it was really interesting watching how that how, how that works. Mm -hmm. um, we had the the snow was up to our windowsill, mm -hmm. uh, and it was incredible amount of snow. And it was a, there was a Friday night, and we realized that we didn't have enough uh, wine to make it through the weekend. <laughs> so, so when we found the nearest wine store was thirty miles from us. <laughs> so, and there, and there we had there was a snow blizzard. Yeah. So we drove thirty miles through a slow snow blizzard to get to to a wine <laughs> store that had we get some wine. Um, and 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 as it turned out, tell her the rest of the story. And it turned out the owner was from the Big Island. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. He just moved from Hawaii. Yeah, yeah he just moved from Hawaii, <laughs> oh living off grid and everything. And but you know, one of the things that happen when we travel is we don't just you know go to enjoy ourselves, but we really like to like uh, get involved. We went to a community event mm -hmm. that we just wanted to see how they live. Mm -hmm. We mm -hmm. almost become. Uh, you know, we want to see the lifestyle. Mm -hmm. We want to look at their, um, and not just the tourist part. Yeah. Right. But look, really enjoy to see how people live outside of what how we live. Yeah. And we do that with all of these different places that we go to, mm. not not just um, Alaska, but Japan, and I mean, when we go to California, when we go to you know, anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, we I, we like I, to be part of the community. I was just gonna tell when we went to we went to Tokyo, mm -hmm. and you know, uh, and Tokyo has a lot of smog, and mm -hmm. you know, like between April and and, and, and October, you know. Mm -hmm. And I I, mean, I I I lived there for seven years, mm -hmm. uh, with, with the military. But so in Tokyo, because there is so much smog, and there they have a lot of those those, those little mo motor scooters. Mm -hmm. the, the drivers wear these masks. Yeah, yeah. You know, 
So so here we are, and this is with 2019. 2019. 2019. April. So 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 Marty says, hey, why don't why don't we pick up some of those cool masks to take home? And I said, uh -oh. don't be ridiculous. When would we ever wear a mask in, in, back in the States? <laughs> and a couple of months later. A year, a year later, here we are wearing those masks. I looked at him, I said, I told you, that's really good. I told you. <laughs> I love it. So, so, so in other words, you didn't do what she suggested. And no, then, I didn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I, I think more, more than anything, Patrice, is we, we love the adventures mm -hmm. we, yeah. we both love and let's go do something that we've never done yeah you know yeah. We, we we we're both willing to experiment and try and look and when when we went dog sledding you know we didn't realize how rough it was going to be and there was dog sledding to this pristine <laughs> snow-covered forest that was just incredibly beautiful yeah. and at one point I was the musher, you know, the person that's standing up, and Marty was was in was in the, the seating position, and the 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 sled the, the sled dogs took us took us on a hard left, yes. and I flew off to the right. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, the sled no. went one way, and I went the other, and the professional yeah. musher who was standing behind me, he yeah. said, "Hey, are you hurt?" <laughs> I said, "Only my pride." <laughs> You know, I, I try to capture everything. I try to capture everything on video. I wish yeah. I would capture that one. Oh my God, it was so funny. And then when we were, we, we got to another place where uh, we had actually tipped over the snowmobile. Mm -hmm. Oh wow! So we said, "Oh, that's okay. Let's just get off it, and then we'll 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 ride it." Yeah. But as soon as we got off, the snow was up to our waist. Oh my God! <laughs> we didn't realize that that would happen. <laughs> so we're, you know, we're when you're climbing out up to your waist, you, yeah. you you can't walk. Yeah. Wow. You know. Yeah. So we had to crawl back through the through the snow to get to the snowmobile so we could ride it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, we just had so many things that happened to us that that we can just laugh about, uh, and it's just another adventure. You know, um, and this actually ties into my final question because. You know, <laughs> my final question is, what does an age has no limit look like, life look like to you? But I think you've just explained it to me. You've been explaining it to me for the past hour. You know, you guys have never lived within these limitations that others have said, you know, you're not supposed to go to college at 38. You're, you're not supposed to be, you know, all of these things that you've done, you're not supposed to be uh, pursuing 51 degrees. I mean, 51 um, credits in one year, all of these things to me are examples of how you've both lived individually and together and age has no limit life. But I still want to ask the question because I always ask this of, of our guests, what does an age has no limit look like to you? And I'll start with you, Mehdi. Uh, well, I would say uh, it, it looks like we, we do now. One of the things that we, it isn't just about how we live our lives, but also how our grandchildren mm -hmm. look at us. Mm -hmm. And I say grandchildren because our children already have their careers. They're already, but they also look at us as once my kids leave the house, I want to live like you guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so we, we encourage them to take a chance. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what I think we do as the grandparents, because this is the Christmas house. Everybody comes for Christmas. Mm -hmm. And um, and then we sit around and we talk about, oh, what are you guys doing next year? Because, you know, my daughter, like, what are you guys going to do next year? And stuff and things like that. So 
and we encourage them. Yeah, yeah. So like we have a grandson who is in Maryland now. He's at Fort Meade. And, you know, we were talking the other day and he says, you know, Abuelita, which means grandma in Spanish, by the way. He goes, you know, Abuelita, I remember when you and uh, Abuelito were here in D.C. and you guys went to do this and this and this. He goes, oh, I really want to do that. And he says, so now they're encouraged to see what we've seen. Yes, yes, yeah. Love so that. when they're out, I, I I encourage, we. I took my granddaughter, our granddaughter to San Francisco. And now she goes back to go see all kinds of different things. So we encourage, I mean, our grandson, our grandson-in-law and our granddaughter said to us, hey, you two, we want to go to New York City. We've never been, but we want to go with the experts. We want to go with you two. Now we're going to get to travel with our granddaughter and her husband. Yeah. So so that's what it looks like to me. Yeah. That yeah. It isn't just for us, but for them to just go, hey, we want to do it. Yeah. 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 Good wow. example. Yeah. That's Bobby. a good example. Yeah, 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 totally. I, you know, it's, it's, uh, I like mine says that the, the, the beauty is that our kids look at us and say, oh, you know, we, we want to be like that. Yeah. You know, we want to essentially have no limits. Yeah. You know, like, you know, we, we got on an Air Force cargo plane and, and rode that plane to, to, uh, Okinawa mm -hmm. and then stayed overnight. And rode another air force plane the next day to Tokyo. Mm -hmm. Wow! You know? And it was an air force cargo plane, you know, which <laughs> yeah. is you know it's it's just full of cargo, and uh, it, it was an adventure, you know. Yeah, there was no we, class we, there. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, and and you know we had the, uh, the the web seats and we we had a sleeping bag and things that so once we were airborne we were able to just you know lay on the floor and and go to sleep and everything was but it, it was an adventure it was just. So Marty and I loved to do that and, and just look at what's possible. Now, when we go back to Alaska, we're, we're looking at taking the, 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 that, the, the train from Anchorage to Fairbanks. And it's the train that has the glass windows. So you you know, and it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a 12 hour train ride one way, you know, and just, just, to, just to see and enjoy and see what else is out there. Um, I mean, I, I'm 75 years old. If not now, when? Absolutely. You know, and, yeah. and I mean, I, I, I thank God that I'm, I'm healthy enough. You know, we, Marty and I walk three miles every morning, wow. you know, to, 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 to stay in shape and, you know, and, and um, by, by staying in shape, it helps us do a lot of adventures because, you know, physically we can, we, we can do it, yeah. you know? So I think we also serve uh, as role models for some other people that are our age, yeah. I mean, after we went on the Alaska trip and we put it on on Facebook, so many of our friends have said, wow, mm -hmm. and they've gone to Alaska, you know, <laughs> because we we, we, we kind of opened that 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 portal and say, hey, some some of them said, you know, we, we never thought about going to Alaska, but yeah. we saw what you guys did. And, you know, so it, it's that, um, you know, I guess just living with, with zest. Yeah. Ah. You know, you know, uh, just just having that that joy, and and then like for us, it's what's the next adventure? What else are we gonna do? You yeah. know, you know, what else is out there that we haven't done? I mean, we 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 spent the night in the in the ice hotel in in Quebec, Canada. Mm. You know, froze our butts off, but but it was an adventure. You know, I mean, we we had a great time doing it. You know, yeah. so 
so it's it's that it's well, living with that you know with that that joy of life you know? and also i think that trace one of the things that we really have pride ourselves in is doing the right thing yeah yes yeah we believe in karma yeah yeah and god has blessed us mm -hmm. and but we really do the right thing we give back we say oh here this is this is what we need to do and we pay it forward we so we don't just take and do our business because i always say hey i'm in business to make money and so should any, every other entrepreneur. i'm not ashamed of that mm -hmm. but i also think that you have to give back to the community as yeah. part of your as part of what you do for the community yeah. it isn't just about i make money and i make have a business no it's about the whole thing so as we get older we realize more and more how the need is for people and even you know young couples that are having kids and these kind of things that and and we you know, give to the tree that you know the shriners hospital give to those kind of things toys for tots you know we do all that because of it yeah yeah well, you know, I am so thankful again, and you know, I say that all the time, but I really mean it every single time when I thank a person uh, for their time or anything that I appreciate that they've done, that they've, you know, given. And in this case, um, again, I want to thank you both for the time. I really, really um, sincerely enjoyed learning about your really, really interesting lives. Um, <laughs> And um, and not just you know your lives again separately together as a couple, but of course the ways that you are able to influence um, people throughout your community with the services you provide, um, with the community building you did when you you know before you even launched your your business, um, and just the way that you are serving the community now and being an example um, not just for you know the people that. Um, may follow you on social media, but as you said, being a great example for your family, for your grandchildren, so that they, they see, you know, you can actually live a life without limits. You've been doing it, both of you separately for decades. So the together, you guys are an absolute force, not just personally or in terms of it being, you know, living adventurous lives, but certainly a force in terms of your businesses, um, in terms of your business. So, um, you know, this has been a wonderful opportunity to learning about um, both of you. Um, for those of you who want to know more about um, Jose and Marie's business via business consulting, can you please share your website and, of course, any social media handles that you want to share? Our website is www.villa-bc.com. That's it. And yep. all our social media is on there as well. Mm -hmm. And our information, contact information is there. Ah, yeah. And while you guys are there, you'll learn even more information about them. We didn't even scratch the surface of the things that, um, you know, that they, the things that we can learn about them, the things that they've actually accomplished in their lives. Um, so, Thank you all for listening to the Age Has No Limit podcast. Thanks once again to our guests, Jose Villa. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much, Patrice. You're welcome. Thank you, Patrice, for having us. Thank you. Well, you guys, um, thank you for your time. And thank you uh, for listening to the Age Has No Limit podcast. And as I always say, age has no limit.